Welcome to Mysteries, Myths, and Legends. I'm Taylor. I'm Savannah. And welcome to the show. Happy 100 episode, baby! Yay. I'm, I'm like, really proud of us for making it this far, honestly. Yeah, sorry for screaming in your ear, but guys, we, our goal was 10, and now we're at 100, so honestly, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And thanks. we're we're gonna keep it going too. Yeah, so. of course. And thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. So it's lit, guys. Honestly, I know like at the beginning we were like, Oh my gosh, we can't believe it's the tenth episode. We can't believe it's the fifteenth episode. But really, one hundred, like, no more double digits. Yeah. Triple only. It's yeah. only up from here. So it's seriously crazy. though. It's yeah, it is crazy. Yeah. We got big things coming and I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I had something actually really big planned, not really big, but just, you know, medium big, um, planned to surprise Savannah with um, on this episode. Since, you know, it's our 100th, wanted to make it a little special. Um, <clears throat> there's this TikToker that me and Savannah really love. Mm-hmm. And this TikToker, you know, they just so happen to be on Cameo, which if you don't know what Cameo is, you can like order videos from like celebrities or just like influencers are just a bunch of random people like in the world and it can be like a personalized message or whatever so i was just scrolling through cameo and found this person that me and savannah love and i was like you know what i'm gonna surprise her with a video from this person talked to them did all this stuff like they were gonna make the video and we've been waiting to actually record this 100th episode waiting for this video to come in and this morning i wake up And it says, like, I already paid for it and everything. And it says, declined. They couldn't make the video in time. Yeah, that's such a shame. It is, in fact, a shame. So, you know, we still love the TikToker. We're not going to air him out. But it's sad. Big sad. But you know what? We didn't need the video anyway. So just, you know, it's the thought that counts, I guess. Sorry. Yeah, that was just going to (laughs) be, like, you know, an an extra little fun surprise. But, like... Yeah, it'll it'll still be a good episode. It's fine. I, we have amazing uh, stories for you guys. Yeah, no, we do. <laughs> but before we get into them, actually, um, if you're listening to this, like when it drops, the Super Bowl is this weekend. Yes, it is. And Savannah is from Philadelphia, um, mm-hmm. if you don't know. And if you do know, in fact, the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl this year. They are. And actually, the day we're recording this um, is the anniversary of when they won, like, a few years ago. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, that's some good luck. So, so yeah. <laughs> obviously, go birds. Yeah. Go birds. Go birds. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll have an update in a couple weeks to see if we were right. But that's our predictions. Yeah. Because we're football girlies, and this is a football podcast, so obviously (laughs) we have to tell you our predictions. Yeah, like, honestly, I am more of, like, I go to these football parties and, like, watch stuff Mm -hmm. just for the snacks, Mm -hmm. but, you know, I will root for the Eagles. Exactly. pretty much it. we can't also forget the um, concert, you know, Rihanna herself. So that that part, too. Yeah, that's honestly more important, but... Yeah. um, (laughs) Anyway, go birds. So, yeah. sorry if you're not a birds fan, mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> it is what it is. But um, last for me, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. 
please. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I am going to get into a very popular story today. Ooh. Um, have you heard of Annabelle? Ah, uh, of course I've heard of Annabelle. <laughs> yeah, so Her Annabelle. scary self. Yeah, she is a very famous doll. Mm-hmm. Um, a haunted, possessed doll. Um, there are movies based off of this doll. Uh the movie Annabelle, it's like a spinoff t- or a prequel to The Conjuring. Mm-hmm. That movie really scared I, me. I was just going to come out and say that I have not seen either of them. <laughs> either so. like the Annabelle series or The Conjuring series? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I have. Oh my god, so. Savannah. <laughs> Everybody just, just collectively boo her with me. Boo. I'm Savannah. sorry. <laughs> That's like the best ones. Like, yeah, well. In horror. Did you know that the first Conjuring was filmed in Wilmington at UNCW? Oh, no way. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Well, maybe that, for you. maybe that'll make me want to go watch it. Yeah. It is really <laughs> scary, though. I can't lie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, um, if you're, if you're trying to picture what this doll looks like, it is a haunted Raggedy Ann doll. Disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. Disgusting. I used to love Raggedy Ann. And I, yeah. um, I was Raggedy Ann for Halloween one year. I'm sorry. That's horrible. I know <laughs> that I've talked about it on the podcast before, but my, um, aunt, what is like a Raggedy Ann obsessed girly. Right. And so she has them like all around her house and she has two life size, like human size mm-hmm. Raggedy Ann and Andy dolls. Mm-hmm. And me and my brother fight of like, like over who's gonna like sleep with the dolls. Oh my gosh. Cause they're scary. See, I don't know. I I don't see it. Um, I don't think they're I'm, that scary. I'm glad that you don't see it, honestly. Is it just because of these movies? or No, they were scary before. So the story is that my brother claims, and I do believe him, he says that when he was little, he they were sleeping in his room, and he saw one of them get up and move, like <gasps> walk. Oh. So, you know, <laughs> that could have been his imagination, or it could have been real. But, yeah, ever since then, we've had, like, a bad feeling about the dolls. So, and then, actually, when I had heard that Annabelle was a Raggedy Ann doll, I was like, ooh, that makes it even worse. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe if I grown up, if I grew up, like, hearing that kind of stuff, I probably would have been scared of them, too. But mm-hmm. I didn't. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, anyways, back to Annabelle. Um she was in the occult museum of Ed and Lorraine Warren because they they sort of get involved in this story. Um, I know we've talked about them before, um, and I'll talk about them a little bit later. But um, these hauntings took place in the late nineteen sixties, early seventies, um, and yeah. So I'm gonna get into sort of, sort of like the backstory and some of the stuff about the movie um, that that was not actually true. So, cool. Because of course the movies always have to make things even more dramatic. Oh, definitely, but, definitely. So, um, like I said, the real Annabelle doll was a Raggedy Ann doll, and in the movie, it is a porcelain doll, which I think is would be more creepy. Yeah, I definitely think like the movie version of Annabelle is scarier than the real one. Yeah, yeah, and I even saw like a picture like. They made it look scary on purpose. Mm-hmm, like, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and in the movie, um, the doll is given to the pregnant wife 
um, as a gift from her husband. But in reality, it was given as a birthday gift from a mother to a daughter. Mm. Which honestly makes more sense in real life, too. Because, like, I don't know. I mean, I guess, like, a husband would give a wife a doll. But, like... I'm sorry. Nobody better give me a doll, first of all. But definitely <laughs> not my husband. If if it had to be anybody, it had to be my mom. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it would be... I don't know. It's just, like... It seems like a weird gift to me. Yeah. I mean, unless but, he was, like, it's for the baby. Yeah. Yeah. But, but then a porcelain doll, like, that's going to break. Yeah. That's true. So, I don't know. That part was, like... That maybe it makes more sense if you actually watched it. <laughs> I didn't yeah. watch it, so. Um, okay, so the person in real life who got this doll was named Donna. And she received the doll for her 28th birthday. So, she's what? actually older than us, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. And she was a student nurse at the time. Um, her mom bought the doll at a hobby store in 1970. Uh, some sources say that it was purchased new because of the dress the doll was wearing. Um, the dress, um, like the print on it, like was not made before the 1970s. Mm-hmm. Um, but some people say that it was used. So Interesting. Well, couldn't they have used the doll and then just made a new dress? Um, maybe. I don't know, because, like, I think the, the doll, like, the dress that it came with was a dress that Raggedy Ann came with, but only after 1970s. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's why people are saying, no, it's it's probably a new doll. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess if it was, like, an old doll, then that makes more sense as to why it was, like, haunted. Yeah. Right? So. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I just want to say, like, that it was new. I feel like it was probably new. Um, okay, so Donna lived in her apartment, um, and she shared, she shared this apartment with her roommate, Angie. And Angie had a fiancé, Lou, and he was staying with them at the time. Okay. The whole so, squad's there. Yeah, three of them. With this doll. Mm-hmm. So, at first, the doll was just a cute addition to Donna's room. Um, And at first, like, she didn't really have a name. It was just the doll. And it became... It started to get more strange once they found the doll sort of moving around. Mm Mm-mm. I wouldn't think, like, the doll was moving around at first. I'd be like, somebody's trying to prank me. Yeah. No, me too. Yeah. Um, But I guess when you ask everyone and they're like, no, I didn't move it. It's like, oh. I mean, I would still think somebody was. Yeah, though. I would I be know. like, somebody's lying. Yeah. Um, but the doll would move, like, subtly at first, um, sort of staying on Donna's bed, because she would leave it on her bed every day, and it would it would move slightly. Mm. Um, maybe sitting on the floor um, instead of the bed, or she would also leave it on the sh- chair, so, sometimes it would sit on the chair or on the floor or, you know, somewhere that it didn't really belong. But, but like, a lot of the time it looked like, oh, maybe it just fell. hmm You know? Yeah. And then it began moving around even more. So, like, more unexplainable. 
So it would be like on the couch instead of the bed or outside of Angie's door, which Mm-mm. is creepy. Like, why is it outside of your roommate's door? I would have never <laughs> let it get past that point. Let me tell you that right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Um, and they would also find it kneeling. And when they would try to make it kneel, it would just fall over. So they're like, how did it, how did it get to kneel like oh. this? Because if you don't know, Raggedy Ann dolls are, like, very floppy. They're um, very floppy. Very <laughs> so, floppy. So, like, I don't know how they would get it to kneel like Mm-mm. that. Mm-mm. I can't even imagine a Raggedy Ann doll kneeling. Yeah. I don't know. They said they saw it like that a few times. Ew. And... Oh, that really makes me want to throw up. Please. Please. If y'all don't know what a Raggedy Ann doll looks like, go go to our Instagram and look at it. Because... Yeah. Ew. Um, And this is all confirmed by her roommate and Lou um and actually Donna and Angie didn't really believe anything bad was happening um it was Lou who was the one who was like nervous about the doll moving around oh interesting yeah so Donna and Angie both thought like oh somebody must have moved it like there's something to explain it it's not really you know anything to worry about but then Lou was starting to freak out he's like no guys Mm-hmm. I really don't think anyone's moving, moving it. Mm-hmm. I'm low so, in the situation for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this actually happened for about a year before Ed and Lorraine Warren come into the picture. A whole year? Yeah. Okay. See, at that point, I'd be like, y'all, I would believe it after a year because I'm like, are y'all really still doing this prank? Like, they wouldn't be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like nobody would take it that far. Um, there is a few other things that happened before they came in to the picture too, I think. Um, yeah. Okay. So, um, she, you're going to freak out about this next stuff, honestly. Mm -mm. She began writing them messages. How does she know how to write? And this, I don't know. And this also happened in the movie. So this part's kind of true. Um, she wrote messages on parchment paper, and they didn't have any parchment paper in the house or in the apartment. Oh. So, so that was a question. Um, like, mm, where did she get this? That's worse. That's worse than the doll just writing. Like, she, she left. She went to, like, Walmart, grabbed some parchment. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't know how she Annabelle. got it. No way. Yeah. And the notes said stuff like, help us oh. and help Lou. Help Lou? Yeah. Lou, baby, you better get out of there. Honestly, like, as I keep going here, like, I don't think she likes Lou. (laughs) I think that might be clear, even just from this first note. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. So, next, um, what happened was there was some blood, you know. Um. Some blood appeared on the doll. Um. (laughs) Oh, absolutely not. And, like, they were for sure it wasn't, like, some red paint. See, they, um, there's not really any, they didn't really test it, I guess. They, it's just some, some red substance that looks like it could be blood. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, wonderful. this part's like according to the Warrens. So they, so a lot of the stuff that I got from this is sort of their account of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think, I don't know if they were even really here for this part, because I think they came in afterwards, but they sort of said that this happened. Um, 
that there was blood on the doll, like, Donna came home from work to find the doll in her usual spot on her bed, but she, um, the doll had blood on the back of her hand and three drops of blood on the chest. What the heck is she doing? And, I don't know, there's no explanation, and it seemed like it was coming from the doll. Oh, what? Yeah. Ew, I, that's even worse. Yeah, I don't know how you can really determine that, but... Well, I mean, I guess if it... Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> Did they... Guys, why are we not cutting her open? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, But they didn't do that. Uh, So, like I said before, like, it was just a red liquid, and it so it could have been something else. Yeah. But they just all thought it was probably blood, which is... Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what made Donna and the rest of them, they, they wanted to contact a medium. Oh, this is what made them want to do that. Yeah. (laughs) And this is actually, um, so I said the whole thing went on for like a year, but this was actually four to six weeks after the first paranormal activity began. Oh, okay. Okay. Good. 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 I thought you meant they were, had waited like the year before. Yeah. 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 So so this yeah no (laughs) good um so that they they called the medium right and she held a seance and basically there that she said that their apartment complex used to be like a big open field and a seven-year-old girl found was found dead in the field many years ago you know oh no like at the apartment that lou and them live in yeah yeah so their apartment complex it used to not be there it was just just giant field Mm -hmm. and this seven-year-old girl and her name was annabelle oh so that's where the name annabelle comes into place from this medium and her spirit the spirit of annabelle was in the area that she died in because you know she was found in this field and her spirit just stayed there after she died yeah. And then the apartment complex was built, and then I guess she got to roam the apartment complex. I don't know. And so she somehow, like, found their unit, their apartment, and found the doll. And she was like, oh, I like this doll. So Annabelle's spirit and the doll, like, came, became one, and she became the doll. That is wild (laughs) isn't that weird like i don't know i mean i kind of feel like what other way would it even happen because like dolls are haunted dude we've covered many haunted dolls before weird stuff is happening with i'm just saying like i'm just saying like i guess i don't really know how long the apartment complex had been there for but i and like how long this girl was dead but yeah. Why did it take her so long to find something to possess? Well, like, maybe maybe she liked the people, too, that, like, it was going to, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't really know. True. But maybe. And also, maybe she was, like, that doll kind of actually looks like a person. Yeah. Yeah. Because, honestly, was your Raggedy Ann doll, like, kind of big? Because mine was. Um, no. Hmm. It wasn't. I actually... 
I didn't have one. <laughs> my my grandmom did. Oh, your grandma. But, but it was still small. Yeah, not like a huge one. Yeah. I think you're saying. But. Hmm, I don't know. Weird. Yeah. Um. So when Angie and Donna, they found out that it was a seven-year-old girl, they were like, oh, like, <laughs> we feel bad for her. So they're like, you can stay. Like. She can keep possessing the doll. It's just, like, she can... Okay. They they felt sorry for her, and they didn't want her to be alone. Okay, so I get that side of it. But also, we have to also understand that, like, demons sometimes pretends to be, like, little children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I sort of get into that a little bit later. Okay, sorry. Okay, no spoilers. <laughs> yeah, but, um, I don't know. Like, this side of it, like, I kind of get, because I'm like... She, I mean, she's just, no. It is she, really did, she hasn't really done anything wrong yet. Yeah, you're right. You're right. She's just moving around. She's yeah. honestly just living her life. Right. So I, I, I see where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Like if I just had like a friendly ghost around my house or something, I wouldn't care. You know? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I would care if it was an adult, but... You know, I, see, okay. I, do, I, I do see their point. Like, I don't want to see this doll just, like, get up and start walking around. Yeah, for sure. But if you move around a little bit, I mean, I would I would still get freaked out. <laughs> yeah. But. You'd be chill with it. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'd be more chill with mm-hmm. it. I don't know. Yeah. So. So they, they sort of say that she can stay. Um, and actually there is some like contradiction contradicting information with this because ed warren he actually stated that annabelle died in a car crash outside of the apartment complex Mm -hmm. and he said that she was six not seven and he Mm -hmm. also said that the doll was given to donna as a christmas present not a birthday present so like he had some contradicting information that's very interesting Hmm. yeah so i don't know I feel like I want to believe the other version of the story. Yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, moving on from that. Um, so, unfortunately, Annabelle has... She she did end up causing some physical harm. <laughs> Just slight physical harm. A little harm. bit. Um, but not as much as in the movie. Okay, so, good. In the movie, I guess she, like, attacks people. In the movie, she's, like, a serial killer. Yeah, so So. she's not like that. But there's there's a little bit. Um, So, Lou, um, he, you know, he had been staying with them this whole time. So, the doll knew him. And he did not like the doll. Mm -hmm. He kept saying it was evil. Okay. And one night... Lou, why would you keep saying that it's evil? It can hear you. <laughs> Maybe he... I don't know. You can't just, like, live in fear. I don't know. Uh, I, guess. I, would, I would surely live in fear. And just, like, not say things out loud. Well, I guess he's not like, yeah, this doll's gonna hurt me. I I, I see. Yeah. Uh, so one night, he woke up and realized he couldn't move. <laughs> Oh, good. So, I'm guessing this is sort of like a sleep paralysis situation. Mm-hmm. And he said he saw Annabelle at his feet and watched her slowly go up his leg and over his chest. Mm-mm. 
I have no words for that. Uh-huh. And this next part, you won't either. The doll, uh, sh- he says that she strangled him until he passed out, like, went back to sleep. <laughs> I, that's my worst nightmare. And then he woke up in the morning and he swears this has happened and it's not a dream. But I don't know. I feel like I've I've never had sleep paralysis, but I've heard that you can be in a dreamlike state. Like, he could have been dreaming this. Okay, so I've had sleep paralysis, and it feels 100% real when yeah. you see something in the room. And I don't know where I stand because I feel like when in when I had my sleep paralysis, I feel like it was actually there too. So, but is yeah. that just how you feel? I've only really had it like one time really serious. So, like, I don't know. I don't know. I, f- I think... I think it was his mind playing tricks on him because... he is so scared of it. Yeah, because he thinks that it's evil. That's true. Or what if Annabelle is just, like, extremely smart and knows that that's, like, a good excuse? So she's like, yeah, I'm doing it. True. Yeah, I guess it could go either way. Mm. I don't know. Um, So there is some, like, explanation on why she would have done this. Um, Kind of. I mean, not really, but kind of. Uh, people have theorized maybe Lou reminded her of a man that treated her badly in life. Yeah, or even, like, the man that, like, killed her. Yeah. Or maybe she just didn't like him. Facts. Maybe she's, like, no men. Yeah. Yeah. Because weren't the other two girls? Yes. Yeah, maybe she just didn't like men. Yeah. And, I don't know, regardless, she seemed to show her true self to him because... He just was the only one who saw her for being evil. Mm-hmm. So, there's also another time, unfortunately, Lou, Lou gets into another reaction, interaction with her. Oh, no. Um, one time, Angie and Lou, they were hanging out, like normal, and they heard a noise from Donna's room. And Donna wasn't home. Okay, bad sign already. Yeah, so at first, they thought it could be like an intruder. But then they realized, they're like, no, like, that's Annabelle. Oh, okay. (laughs) I don't know how they, like, went to that. It was probably Lou. He's like, no, it's that doll. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, I can picture this whole thing. Me too. Um, So he, Lou went into Donna's room, brave. (laughs) Big brave. Yeah, he went into her room and he did not see an intruder. But he did see Annabelle sitting on a chair instead of the bed like she should have been. Mm-hmm. And he had, like, a bad feeling in his gut, like something was wrong, which, I mean, also could have been just because he does not like this doll. Yeah, and <laughs> also he's happen. scared because this could also be a home intruder. Yeah. Like hiding or something. Yeah, like he doesn't know. But he, he felt this really bad feeling in his chest, and then he felt a pain on his chest. Like, something was clawing at him, oh. but nothing was on him. Oh, my and God. Then, and then he, like, under his shirt, like, lifted up. There's claw marks. Mm-mm. Yeah. What the heck was clawing on him? I don't know. But it looked like someone jumped at him and scratched him. And nobody was there. So how did how did this happen? That's um, crazy. And he, the, other, the other girl saw that happen? Well, I see, I don't know, because 
they just said that like Lou went into the room, but I guess maybe he, she was probably like behind him. Yeah. Yeah. And um, even if not, he probably left the room and he was like, what happened to me? Right. Yeah. Right. That's crazy. So he's like, this is Annabelle. Like we need to get her away from here because she just mm-hmm. scratched me. Yeah. Um, the marks were somehow healed really fast. Uh, within two days, it was totally gone. What? Mm-hmm. And then after this happened is when they called the Warrens. Okay, so. good. I mean, finally. Yeah, exactly. Um, and before I get into the Warrens, there's some other things from the movie that didn't really happen in the real life story that I'll just mention. Um, in the movie, the doll starts a kitchen fire, but that didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were never attacked by a satanic cult. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah. In the movies, they try to throw away the doll, and -hmm. it appears later on in the house, but this didn't happen. They never tried to throw it away. Mm Mm-hmm. So. But, I mean, honestly, I feel like that would have (laughs) happened. No, for sure. It definitely would have. I feel like one of the most iconic scenes in the movie is when, um, I mean, not to spoil it. I mean, the movie's old, so sorry. But, like, is when he goes into the bedroom and she's, like, sitting on, it's like a rocking chair in the movie. And she's just sitting there rocking before she attacks him. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ah. It's iconic. It's pretty scary, though. Okay. Well, yeah. That didn't, that's not a real life thing that happened. Yeah. Um, so the Warrens. Ed and Lorraine Warren, uh, we have talked about them before. They were paranormal investigators, big, big paranormal investigators. And Ed claimed to be a demonologist mm-hmm. and Lorraine claimed to be a clairvoyant and a medium. Mm-hmm. They, uh, Donna and Angie and Lou, they called the Warrens in to look at Annabelle and see what was going on. So, they, the Warrens claimed that Annabelle wanted to take possession of Donna's soul. Okay. <laughs> and they said that Annabelle was a demon, not the ghost of a little girl. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And honestly, I feel like they're obsessed with things being demons. Or maybe just everything they've went to actually was one. Yeah, I think that but. their, like, beliefs was that, like, it's always, like, demons. Yeah, yeah. So, but that is, like, very, like, a common theme with, like, ghosts, like, or whatever. Allegedly, you know, that they, like, will pretend to be something, like, sweet and innocent to, yeah. like, get you. Yeah, true. Uh, So, they, they called in a priest, and this priest came in and exercised the, the apartment. <laughs> Which I don't even know. You sprinkle holy water everywhere. I don't know. Yeah, say some prayers. I don't know. Yeah. And the Warrens, they took Annabelle with them. So they drove home with her on the back roads because they were afraid that if they took the highway, that Annabelle would cause an accident. Yeah. I mean, that's a valid worry. Yeah. Because it's even more valid because they did have car problems. Mm. Yeah. That's like so the whole scary. way home. Yeah, their power steering failed, their Mm -mm. brakes failed, and the engine kept stalling. What? Yeah. And they got the problems to stop for a bit only by sprinkling holy water on Annabelle. 
Oh, I really don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to say about that. Uh, once they got home, Ed put the doll on his desk and they claim that she levitated. Oh. Uh, like, on that instance and on multiple other occasions, she levitated mm -hmm. um, over the desk. That's weird. Yeah. So, I guess that's probably how she was moving, is Just what they're going to say. levitating? That's so yeah. wild to picture. Yeah. For some reason, like, her, like, actually walking around is creepier to me. No, I think so, too. Because, like, if she looked more human, that's way more scary. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's not even that, like, it's kind of scary for it to be levitating, but that doesn't, that makes it seem like something else is doing it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Also, I just feel like if I'm, like, being chased, I imagine if I'm being chased by something, I would rather it not be running after me, like, down the hallway, I'd rather it be, like, levitating, floating at me, you know? Yeah, and, like, even if it's going the same speed, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know, it's, it's less just... scary. I think it's because it's, like, higher up. Instead of, like, ground level. Yeah. Because if the doll's small, you know? Or you're probably right. It does make it more human. Yeah, definitely. To, for it to be running. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. But when they said levitating, I was like, that is so much less scary than I was thinking. It really, it really makes it less <laughs> but, scary. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, she, um, uh, so she stopped levitating and they were like, okay, I think she's done. But... <laughs> Soon, the Annabelle was found in several different rooms throughout the house, like, at different times. Like, she was moving around this house just like she was moving around the apartment. Mm -hmm. And once she was put somewhere, she would move somewhere else. Mm. You know, so she wouldn't stay in one place long. She could not sit her little butt down. Exactly. Um, and they ended up calling the priest back. They are like, can you come to our house too? And he did, but he was like, guys, it's not that serious. And he said that he was, like, saying that Annabelle couldn't hurt them because it was just a doll. So I guess he didn't believe them. He's like, this doll is not moving around. You're lying. Oh, that's that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like, I mean, it really depends on what priest you get to do this stuff. Because a lot of them, I feel like, don't really believe in that stuff. That's what confuses me. Like, what do you mean? Because didn't you sign up for that, like, to believe in it? Like, what? Because I've no, heard like the you, same. Like, you know you believe saying? in God, but you don't believe in, like, demons possessing things. That's, like, a oh, whole other okay. thing. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Well, mm, but, okay. But why couldn't he just sprinkle some holy water, you know? Yeah. Make him feel yeah. a little bit better. I mean, I, I guess he did, but he was, like. Oh, okay. But he was, like, saying, like, guys, like, this is not serious. <laughs> You need to stop calling me out here for this. Honestly. He's like, call me out here if someone's, like, actually sick and dying. That's my job. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. I, I definitely get that. But at the same time, like, if I had to call a priest, I'd be like, please just come over here. Like, it, I feel like you have to know it's serious if you're calling the priest to come over there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. Like, at least know. to you. Yeah, that's it's true. It's serious. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I, I understand both sides. Yeah. Um, so I guess the priest didn't believe them when, when he went into the house, but after he left, he, um, I, I think he started to believe because he got into a car accident. No, stop. 
Wow. See, listen now. He should not have. He should not have said that. <laughs> yeah. But and let me let me tell you how bad this was. Um, he got into a car accident leaving their house. Uh, the car turned over because the brakes failed, and the car was completely smashed. But the priest survived. He was badly hurt, but he survived. Wow. That is crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. She was like, "You don't believe? I'm make. I'm gonna make you believe." I know. I know. That's really evil. Like that's that's like evil, evil. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I know. So Annabelle is still around today. Like nothing. Nobody ever like tried to destroy her or anything. She is kept in a locked glass case that the Warrens built to keep her from moving and putting her in this glass case actually worked so that's how they were able to stop her from moving around and being so evil Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so in her on her box or whatever there's a sign that says do not touch and there's a cross (laughs) (laughs) and some people say that they have seen annabelle moving around her little case trying to get out um there's not really any proof of this Mm -hmm. but people say they've seen it uh and she was in the warren's occult museum in connecticut but it has since been closed Mm -hmm. yeah it closed after lorraine died in april of 2019 so sad because so, I always wanted to go there. I know, yeah. Seem seemed like it would be cool. Uh, and the doll and I believe some other items from the museum have been in different shows and things since, like sort of moving, traveling around. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't find out where she will be next. Dang it! Because I want to go see her. I know. Yeah, maybe there's just nothing right now. But I did see, like, some tickets to go see her that, like, for a date that had already passed. Mm -hmm. So, we'll just have to keep an eye out. Yeah. Wait for her next tour. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah. That is the story of Annabelle. Wait. Okay. Before the end of the story of Annabelle, do you remember, I think it was, like, it was either right before quarantine or, like, right after quarantine had just started, but... There was, like, it was, like, all over the news, top stories, Annabelle had, like, broken out of her box. What? You don't remember that? No. I, I would have included that if I, oh, my God, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, like, it was, like, this whole frenzy of, like, people, like, she was missing. <gasps> like, people couldn't <sighs> find her, like, at oh, all. And I think that it actually was real. Like, I think at the, I don't, I don't remember off the top of my head exactly what happened, but I think what happened was like, they were switching boxes and somebody didn't realize that they were switching boxes. So when they got to her box and it was empty, they were like, she's missing. Yeah. But she wasn't actually, but like for two days, like people, the whole world was like, oh my God, Annabelle's going to show up at my door. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Which was so crazy. But update, she was, she was not missing. So we're safe. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> no, that's such a crazy story. I love the Annabelle story. Mm, it's just so creepy. It is. And honestly, up until, like, I don't know. I'm still, like, I want to say if a doll was just moving around my house, I'd be fine with it. Mm-hmm. But maybe I wouldn't. Yeah, I just don't think that you would. But here's my question. <laughs> Do you believe their story like do you believe that this actually happened and that this doll is haunted 
See, I do believe, I feel like I, I can believe, like, the part of that she was moving around. But then yeah. the rest of it is, yeah. like, a little bit too far-fetched. That's, like, blood randomly showing up on it. Yeah, that's And then her scratching thinking. him. Like, yeah. no. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Because, like, when people say scratches, like, I know it can happen. For sure I know it can happen. But, like, it just kind of leads me to believe, like, I think that he might have, like, Lou might have wanted that dog gone. So, like, he went in the room and, like, scratched himself up, like, real bad and was like, oh, my God, Annabelle did it. Yeah. No, he definitely could have done that. Yeah. And, like, the car problems. I don't know. Exactly. Like, I believe that are y'all either. just making your story so you can make more money off of the story? Yeah. And, you know. um, and the whole thing with, like, the Warrens sort of doing that, like, hyping up their stories. Yeah. We're going to have to do a whole story on just, like, the Warrens in general one day because... Yeah. There's a lot of stuff about them. Yeah. It's tea. But, wow. That was a great story. Love, Annabelle. If you haven't seen it at Savannah, go see the Conjuring movies and Annabelle. At least I haven't... I don't think I've seen all the Annabelle movies because I think there's, like, three or four now. But I've definitely seen the first two. And the first one's really good. Mm-hmm. Not the second one, though. Sorry. Yeah, I know. I need to I need to go watch them. At mm-hmm. least the first one, I guess. At least the first one, yeah. Maybe <laughs> yeah. not. You, honestly, skip the rest. But the first one, yeah, you should. Okay, I was going to watch it, like, for this story. But then I, I didn't have time. And mm-hmm. I just didn't... I wasn't in the mood for a scary movie, so... No, I get that. Except, I mean, I don't because I'm always in the mood for a scary movie. But I, I get it. <laughs> yeah okay well what what do you have for me this week okay well for you this week on our 100th episode i knew i had to do a big story okay and so i've been saving this one's been in the back pocket since honestly day one it's a story i knew i always wanted to cover so for you i have the legend of the roswell incident dun, <gasps> dun, oh my gosh taking it back and also like to our to our friends um ned and nebula ned and nebula i got ned right behind me so such a cutie ned and nebula mm-hmm. are our little alien builder bears in case you don't know look on yeah. instagram to see how cute they are they are adorable yes yeah so you know this 100th episode is like obviously such a milestone for us so like obviously we knew we needed to do some like pretty big stories like annabelle that's a huge story and mm-hmm. so i was like well you know we love a good alien situation so let me might as well tell you the most well-known and the most documented alien incident that's ever been recorded so i'm surprised we haven't done this yet i know well it's a big one so i think that's why that's why i haven't done it because i just knew it was gonna be a yeah a a thicky yeah this episode is gonna be long i love it for sure but you know what buckle in get get some snacks for this because you need it so We're going to set the scene. It is 1947, and we are in Roswell, New Mexico. Um, So this incident actually happened during the what they call the flying saucer craze of 1947, which I didn't even know was a thing, really. Yeah, I had never heard of that. (laughs) Right, (laughs) me neither. Um, But, okay, so on June 26, 1947, media was spread across the nation that, like, it had reported that civilian pilot Kenneth Arnold um, had just been, like, flying his, like, little plane that he owned, like, privately. And when he was in the air, he had seen what has today became the, a flying saucer. Like, a silver, you know, pancake-shaped, disc-shaped 
like machine in the sky. So it's kind of like the first ever flying saucer scene. So that's huh. kind of crazy. Yeah. So that happened in 1947. So when the news of that broke, obviously people were like, oh, I've seen flying saucers. And, you know, that like people were like, yeah, airplanes are flying saucers. You know, for a while they didn't know how to differentiate. So anyway, <laughs> that's what started the, f- the flying saucer craze of 1947. Um, and this kind of also jump-started, like, the fascination, I guess, of, like, aliens in general. Because, like, once this happened, like, people were like, well, are aliens real? So... That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Hmm. And honestly, like, before this, were people, were there a lot more non-believers? Oh, I think, like, nobody even really kind of even knew what an alien was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And this craze sort of brought it about, like, mm-hmm. started mm-hmm. getting people thinking. Yeah. Yeah, because they were like, wait, what's flying that? And they were like, it well, doesn't look human to me. Which, honestly, it probably was just because there are a bunch of military bases around here. And I'll get into that. But, like, you know, technology that they hadn't seen before, they're like, yep, that's got to be an alien. Yeah. So it's kind of what started the whole thing. It's really cool. Um, So after Kenneth Arnold's, like, story came out, over 800 copycat sightings were reported in 1947 alone, just in this one area. That's a lot. Okay. Yeah, that is a lot. So it's like for sure that some of these are not real, but it's possible also that some of them are real sightings, you know, we'll never know. So crazy. Yeah, I mean, I feel like statistically at least like one or two has to. I was going to say like maybe like five to ten. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that too. Yeah. Because also we're not saying they're aliens. We're just saying like they're like UFOs, like unknown, unidentified flying objects. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, so yeah, that started in June of 1947. So like about a month later on the night of July 5th, 1947, this rancher, his name is W.W. Mac Brazel. Okay. Um, I'll call him Brazel from here on out just because his name is just too long. Okay. Um, yeah. So he was making this trip from his ranch into the town of Corona, New Mexico. And it had only been a month of this, like, flying saucer craze at this point. And actually, Brazel, his ranch was, like, completely off the grid. He had no phones, no radios, no internet, no nothing. Like, completely cut off from the rest of the world, um, this guy. So, Brazel had not heard about these flying saucers yet. Mm, so, keep okay. that in mind. Um, you see... Three weeks prior to Kenneth Arnold's first flying saucer report. So the first guy, the first guy um, that saw it. So this is this happened three weeks before that one, which is considered in history to be the first. Um, This rancher, Brazel, actually found some debris on his land, um, like on his ranch, pretty far off, like on one corner of his ranch. And so this debris that he found, it was a like a bunch, a bunch of tinfoil, rubber, and a bunch of like really thin wood beams, like all scattered across like a square mile of the ranch. Okay. Um, but because he hadn't heard of anything, you know, and also it had the flying saucer like start hadn't happened yet. He was like, whatever, you know, who cares? Let me just clean it up. Like, I got to clean it up because this is my ranch. So, he literally just starts gathering the debris and, like, puts it in a pile, like, to 
get rid of it, like, one day. Okay, so he just, like, basically cleans up a crime scene. Yeah. Like, not but a he crime had scene, no, but... Like, he literally was probably just like, oh, the wind blew something, you know? Like, he yeah. had no idea. He had no idea. Uh, yeah. Um, but that day, um, July 5th, he when he was going into town, he actually... Um, let's see here, let's see here. Um, he had, like, went out to this, like, bar and... They were talking, like, people in the bar were talking about, like, this flying saucer craze. And he was like, wait, what are you talking about? And, you know, people told him the story. And he finally, finally, the dots were connected. And he was like, oh, my God, like, I have to go home. He was like, I have to go home right now. So, you know, he went home that night. And at that point, it was dark. So he was like, I'll just do it in the morning. So it's now Sunday. And... Brazel spent the whole morning gathering all this debris up, and on Monday morning, he took it to the sheriff's office in Roswell, New Mexico, and the sheriff called the Roswell Army Airfield, and this guy named Major Jesse Marcel was assigned to the case, officially, so. Okay. We're getting into it now. Um, so, Brazel, the original OG rancher, takes Marcel who is, and there's a bunch of names in this, so I'm trying to just help explain, you know, who is who. So, Brazel's the rancher. Marcel is the, like, agent assigned to the case. Okay. Um, See, and I'm so bad at keeping names straight, so. I got you. I'll keep reminding you all all the way through. Don't worry. (laughs) Good. Um, So, the OG rancher and the agent um, head out to the um, part of the ranch where he found the debris. And when they got out there, he realized that he actually didn't clean it all up. So there was still more debris out there. And specifically, it was more rubber and tinfoil out there. So now what's really important to add is when this, like, debris was found, the two guys noticed that even though, like, the debris was, like, all, like, pretty relatively small and, like, thin, like, very thin in general... Um, it was kind of like Thor's hammer where nothing could like hurt or penetrate it. Um, they would try to like hit things off of it and it would like bounce right off. Okay. They tried to take a sledgehammer to it and it bounced right off. Oh my God. Okay. So it's some sort of material that doesn't seem earthly because it's not breakable. (laughs) Yeah. Like what's going on? Like they're not. Yeah. So that's weird. And that was like with like this foil substance that they had found. So they were like, okay, that's not normal. That's great. So they collect, you know, all that they can or whatever. Um, Oh, and it's also said, so they were, like, kind of out here in this field doing some experiments on, like, this stuff. Because they were like, you know, we have a bunch of samples in the lab. Let's just do whatever we can out here. Which, I would do the same thing, honestly. Um, so, it said that they would, when they would pick up some of the foil in their hands and kind of, like, like, jumble it together, like, squish it together in their hands. When they stopped, it would pop back to the original shape that oh. it was in. So, like, I imagine, like, imagine crumpling up a piece of paper, and then when you get done crumpling it, it just pops back in, like, no wrinkles, full, crisp sheet of paper. That would really freak me out. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. That would freak me out, too. So, that's weird. So, they're like, yeah, okay, that's, that's wild. So, Marcel, the agent, ends up, um, collecting all of that and taking it to his base commander, 
Colonel William Blanchard. So this is like the big guy army boss. Um, so Blanchard had the material. He like did all these tests in his lab, but he wanted to make sure like all of the tests from his lab matched. So he like flew it to a different Air Force base and had it examined there as well. Um, so anyway, I know that's a lot. So recap, it's now Tuesday, July 8th. So just a few days after like all of this has been discovered. Okay. Um, public information officer, Walter Hout. And so he worked for the army. Okay. And he was, he was basically like the correspondent person, um, to like have make announcements he issued a press release stating that personnel from the Air Force base had recovered a flying disc which had landed on a ranch near Roswell. Okay? So, literally, the Air Force's first press release is saying, we have found a flying saucer in New Mexico. Okay. So, they're basically saying that it's not theirs, too. Uh, so. yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And they're saying this amidst this flying saucer craze, okay? So, when this was released, obviously, people are, like, losing their minds a little bit. Because they're like, oh, now it's real, real. Like, yeah. if the Air Force is coming out about and saying it, like, okay, it's real. Um, so, people started really freaking out. Um, and also, that was kind of, like, the first time, like, the possibility of alien, like, they kind of just admitted, like, Aliens might be real for the first time ever in history. Yeah, and then what is the alternative? Like, exactly, you said the U.S. This is the U.S., not like the state. Yeah, saying this. Yeah. Um. So if the U.S. doesn't know what this is, then that could be you know a threat from another country. Exactly. Like either or... way, it's not good. Yeah, it's a threat yeah. from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And a threat from anywhere is not good. So yeah, yeah people were panicking. And the public was also very vocal about, like, hi, we need more answers than just this. Because, like, we don't feel safe. Which I right. completely understand. Right. Um, so, on July 9th, which was only one single day after the original press release, the Air Force releases another one. Okay? This time, the press release says that the first one... The first press release was incorrect and that the debris was, in fact, debris from a weather balloon kite. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So the Air Force weather officer, like on duty, explained um, to the reporter that, quote unquote, ray wind devices were used at like around 80 weather stations like in the country. And so they weren't like super popular, but they were like somewhat common, you know. So, he basically describes it as, like, multiple balloons, like, attached to, like, a six-point reflective device. It just kind of looks like a silver star is what he claims this weather balloon to be. Um, And so, they claim that they launched this balloon because that's how they tell the weather, allegedly. Um, And when they did, it actually went a little bit too high. And so, when it got up and like the altitude was increasing it ended up bursting around six sixty thousand feet which that's what caused the debris to fall on the ranch allegedly um yeah see that would be more believable if they didn't come out and say we Um, don't know what this is that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying 
So they did make the guy, Marcel, like the original agent who actually went out to the site, um, take a photo with the quote unquote weather balloon debris that he found. So I did send you those pictures and it's like the first one that I sent you with the man like on the ground. Okay. Um, if you want to look at it, all these pictures are going to be on our Instagram if you want to see them. So definitely go check those out. But um, okay. in the picture, one. you can clearly see, like, he, like he's holding, like, a piece of it up, you know. And his family actually came out and said, like, once these pictures were released, um, mm-hmm. his face just doesn't look like he even, be- like, he's looking like he's kind of making a joke out of it. Like, that, like, it, he doesn't fully believe, like, in what he's holding. Because, like, this picture is supposed to be the agent proving that this is a weather balloon. So... Yeah, the man who's, like, sitting on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's Marcel. That's the original agent who went out there. Yeah. Um, He, no, you're right. He kind of doesn't really look like he believes any of this. Exactly. Which exactly. is, like, you should have faked it more for the picture, honestly. Right, but, right. But, like, but, no, we'll, we'll, get it, we'll get into them a little bit more later. But Marcel's family also said that, like, that he personally told them what he's holding in that picture is not what he found in the field that day. That's what, yeah. See, that's what I was afraid of because he, I mean, you were saying that once you crumple it up, it goes back to its shape. Exactly. And And you can clearly see that's very crumpled. Yeah. So, yeah. And so I think that's why his family's like, that's why he looks like that because he's like, they're making him hold this up, but like, that's not what he truly found. You know, but he it's not like he can go against orders. So all of that is very suspicious. Okay? Very suspicious. Yeah. Um, so if you're following me, um from this point on in the story, like maybe you don't believe that whatever crashed that day in Roswell was like this alien flying a like spaceship, you know, like and that that was the debris. But you absolutely cannot say that the Air Force was not just even a little bit suspicious. Like, what are they doing? Like, how mm. are they going to release a press? <laughs> like, I just can't believe that they let him release. Like, and obviously, people had to go through, like, with what he had to say and mm-hmm. approve it. So, crazy. Absolutely crazy. So, let's see here. Sorry, I lost my spot. Um, okay. So the people, you know, in the town and around and people who had just been hearing about this, like they were just kind of left, left to believe like in whatever they wanted to, like people didn't, people didn't know what to believe. Like, was it a weather balloon? Was it an alien? They don't know. And they just, you know, had to just wonder. Um, so that happened in the 1940s. Okay. And so we're going to skip ahead. Okay. There was a big, big renewed interest in the Roswell incident um, in 1978, which is almost 40 years later. Okay. So pretty much for those 40 years, nothing else was said. Like it was kind of, quote, kind of forgotten about, like, you know, not really people remembered it, but kind of forgotten about until 1978 when UFO researcher Stanton Friedman actually interviewed Jesse Marcel um, and Marcel was the agent The only other person who truly saw the debris, like, where it fell. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So this was huge. Very, very, very huge. 
Um, so there are actually multiple filmed interviews with Marcel and the things that he said in this, in the interviews completely contradict, um, you know, the statements that he had originally made back in the forties. Um, in November, 1979, Marcel's like first filmed interview, it was actually featured in a documentary called UFOs are real. Okay. (laughs) And pretty straightforward there yeah yeah. you know you don't really have to guess what that one's about yeah getting right to it (laughs) yeah um and it was actually um co-written by friedman so like the ufo researcher who like originally you know emailed him or interviewed him or whatever but so the film was actually like on a limited release but then it would later be broadcasted like everywhere so it did get kind of popular um, so I just wanted to read a quote directly from what Marcel said himself, because I think he just says it best. So he says, and I quote, they wanted some comments from me and I wasn't at liberty to do that. So all I could do is keep my mouth shut. And General Ramsey is the one who told the newspapers to forget about it. And that was no more than a weather balloon observation balloon or weather observation balloon. But of course, we all knew differently. In the quote. Okay. So he's, this man is literally like, yeah, they're liars. Big fat liars. And, yeah. And he's just like admitting to lying as well. Yeah. And he was like, they, they kind of made me because I didn't have a choice. Literally. So. Oh my gosh. In my opinion at this point, like if the only two men in the whole world actually went out to this ranch to see what was out there and one of them fully one of them who works for a huge government agency is coming out and saying they're lying. Like that's very suspicious in my opinion. Yeah, no, it definitely is. <laughs> definitely. So at this time, all of this, like, you know, stuff was going on, but there was also a bunch of different like rumors and conspiracy theories going around. Okay. And one of the biggest rumors that was going around at the time was that alien bodies were also found at this crash crash site. Okay. Oh, okay. And where did this come from? The, so it just started going around or is there like a, a source? It does come. I'll get to that in just a minute where it comes okay. from. Right. Um but let's see, let's see, let's see. Um but before I get to the alien bodies, um Marcel ended up giving his last um interview um, to HBO's America's Undercover, which actually aired in August of 1985. And he said everything that he said in these interviews was always true. Um, but he said he denies once and for all, he personally himself did not see any alien bodies out there. So just keep that okay. in mind. He said right. he himself, he said, you know what? There could have been, I guess, I don't know. But me, myself, and I didn't see any. So. Okay. Just so keep... is this the only thing that he's sort of denying? He's yeah, like, that's the only thing. Yeah, that's the only like, thing. I did lie about this, but yeah. I didn't see any. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So we're going to move forward to 1980 where two guys decide to write this book called The Roswell Incident. Okay. So all of the research up until this point is put into this book. Um, so the two authors, Charles Berlitz and William Moore, actually wrote other popular books um, on topics that we've actually covered before. Okay, so they wrote one oh. on the Philadelphia Experiment, oh, which okay. we covered in episode 66, if you want to listen. 
Ooh, um, got, got the sources too. Yes, and they covered the Bermuda Triangle, which we covered in episode 15, if you want to listen to that one too. Yeah, that one was a while ago. <sighs> yeah, it really it really was. When I was looking like what episode, I was like, wow, 15, and now we're at 100. And no, I'm not going to stop saying it throughout the whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, so the book's narrative pretty much says, you know, this alien craft was flying over the New Mexico desert observing U.S. nuclear weapons activity. Because, as I said, there is a huge Air Force base, like, right near Roswell. So they're like, it's just aliens spying on the government. And that's what it is. But, tragically, they crashed after being hit by lightning, which killed the aliens on board. And then a government government cover-up went down. So that's what they think happened. These UFO researchers who okay. wrote this book. Um, right. That's their theory. Which, you know, honestly isn't too bad of a theory. You know? Yeah. Like, do you believe it? Or? Um, you know, I don't think it's that dramatic, honestly. I don't, yeah. I don't even know if it was aliens. But, um, you know, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you my full, my full thoughts at the end. Um, but, so... Their theory actually is one of the most popular ones as to what people believe happened at Roswell. So, you know, there's that. People actually really, really do believe that. And this book actually was the first place to introduce the rumor of the alien bodies being found at the crash site. Mm. So, um, yeah, obviously this book is highly criticized, um, and, but it's also very popular. So we just don't, we don't really know if we can trust it. You know, it's just kind of up in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, moving right along. Um, the Air Force still denies that it was ever aliens. And that well, they fully, to this day, are like, no. The debris, it was a weather balloon. So, to try to convince the people, because the people were like, it's not a weather balloon. We don't believe you. Um, so, they were like, fine. We'll show you. So they decided to actually release the um, Roswell report, which is supposed to be, allegedly, all of the information that the Air Force have on that. And so they were like, you know, we'll, we'll give you everything we had got and then prove it to you. Okay. Um, however, I don't know why anybody would ever believe like, oh, yeah, totally the Air Force is giving us their full file on what they have. Like, like, uh-huh. like they can say whatever they want and be like, yeah, this is the full file. Like, it's not the full file. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, when have they ever released a full file of anything? Like, there are secrets in everything. So that's, I just already don't believe. Um, so they say in the Roswell report that their original spokesperson who had said that it was like the flying saucer, um, Apparently, they were like, this guy was just very much so caught up in the flying saucer craze and that he wanted it to be that. And so that's why he said that. And I'm like, guys, you're telling me his speech didn't get passed through like four different people before y'all made the announcement. I don't believe that. <laughs> I just don't. I really just don't. Um, <clears throat> so moving forward again, in 1994, the U.S. military came out and said that there actually was a cover up. In regards to Roswell. 
So yet again, for like the fourth or fifth time at this point, I've lost track because they've done it so much. They have flip-flopped their story. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm like, guys, y'all should have just kept the first one, honestly. Like, y'all flip-flopping ain't making it no better. So... In 1994, they say there actually was a cover-up, but it was to cover up a top-secret military operation and that the debris that they found was a very special weather balloon that was a part of a top-secret operation called Project Mogul. And so Project Mogul, it is actually a real project. Um, Like the Air Force, that was like they were actually really doing that. And it was used to determine if microphones, like, put up in the air like really far up like in space and different like you know whatever like trophosphere or whatever spheres um how far like an air balloon with microphones on it could pick up people talking so they said that um you know they said that this was to be used to hear if an explosion was happening miles and miles away but i believe that we all know that they just want to spy on us so yeah, I think that seems more likely, honestly. Right, right. But I'm like, my question with this, they're, so they're like, no, that's actually, you know, the weather balloon that fell. It was like our secret weather balloon, but we didn't want to tell you our secret. But I'm like, that's not that big of a secret, guys. Like, aliens would have been a bigger secret to tell. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this... Like, the, making up these new stories is just so stupid. Yeah, honestly. You're just convoluting everything. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's insane to me. So, <clears throat> let's see here. So, let's kind of get to the evidence, like, if really any, like, of this debris actually being from an alien spaceship, okay? So, obviously, there is no, like, hard, hard proof that says, like, 100% this debris is, like, alien, So, there's tons of speculation. People really believe it. Some people really, really don't believe it. You know, it's a whole thing. So, but there were over 300 witnesses to this actual, like, actual thing exploding that night. Um, And so, the issue was that, like, since it was the craze or whatever, like, some of them were fake. But the police were actually able to determine that only... Like, 41 of them, 41 out of the 300, had a little bit of, like, substance to them. And 23 of them, like, were had, like, very much so reasonable evidence to be enough to, like, look into, like, what they saw. Uh-huh. So, you know, that's, that's like, 50 people out of 300. That's pretty good, you know? Yeah. Yeah, to, that like, is. have cases. So, um, yeah. Let's see here. Um, yeah. And so, some of these, um you know, witness accounts and probably most of the fake ones had said that they did in fact see a body fall out there. And specifically people were saying that it was a gray alien body. Um, and that this like gray alien body that they saw quote unquote looked like the ones that Betty and Barney Hill claimed to have seen, Mm -hmm. which if you remember, I also covered that story, um, in episode 61, um, wow, we have all the other, the episode references today. Yes, we do. I had to make sure they were there because yeah. go listen to them. They're really great episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, because like kind of honestly, all of these stories do kind of tie in together. So, you know, it's important. Yeah. Um, 
So, but like, you know, those claims weren't really believable because these were the first people, you know, Barney and Betty Hill, to be abducted by aliens, allegedly. Um, and when they came back and said, like, what the aliens look like, they were like, yeah, they were the, these gray aliens. So the police were like, these people are just being influenced by Barney and Betty's story. So that's how they, like, kind of tested, you know, if it was believable or not. Okay. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Let's see here. Um, sorry, I'm try- I have continued to lose my spot today. Um, okay, so... Even though I've been talking all this slander, like, I don't really believe an alien body was out there, um, personally, but in the 90s, it came out that the military had been using testing, like, they had been, like, testing parachutes for, like, their, like, Air Force men, um, and that they were using human-shaped dummies with gray skin, okay? And so, once this came out... Um, they were like, oh, yeah, that's actually what you guys are seeing is, like, it's not aliens. It's actually these dummies that we're using. So that even more convolutes the story because they were at first, like, there's no aliens, you know? No bodies. Yeah. And now... And now years later, like, oh, they're like, oh, no, 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 no. The bodies that you saw, those were just, like, testing dummies. Like, do they even know what they're talking about? Yeah, like, if they if they were, why did they not just say that in the first place? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, you, <laughs> you guys have made up so many lies at this point. Like, I don't even know what to think about anything. I don't even believe there were aliens out there in the first place. And then the government... Is in the military are going to come out and be like, oh, no, those are just our testing dummies. Like, sir, most people didn't even believe there were alien bodies out there to begin with. So, you know, then you just have to look at it like these people, these this military is just making up stories to deny every claim that's being made. So that makes it even more suspicious because. I would say, personally, just based off the evidence of what happened, I wouldn't really think that that was an alien encounter up front i would think it was like something the air force was just trying to hide but the fact that all of this has gone on and like all of these in like disparities in the stories like it's very suspicious like something Mm -hmm. obviously is going on in my opinion yeah because like why why make up all of these random like don't they're not giving all of the facts right away because they didn't think of them all at once you know exactly and because they didn't happen no, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Like, so. like, yeah, it's, they're making themselves look far, far worse. Um, so, one other fun fact is that it's important to mention that former President Donald Trump, um, while he was the president, was actually pretty forthcoming in regards to, like, aliens and stuff like that. Um, and so when people were asking him about the Roswell incident, this is what he said. Um, quote, I can't talk to you about what I know about it, but it is, in fact, very interesting. Unquote. So, um, huh. that's very okay. hidden, obviously. Um, but, you know, that's interesting because I really believe that the presidents kind of know very much so the situation on the aliens. Yeah. 
So yeah. that's interesting. Huh. And like the fact that they do know makes it seem like like have they has the US government talked to these beings? Oh, I like, definitely are they, think they have. You think so? Definitely. Hmm. Definitely. Okay, because or, if you remember, like, in the, in the, I think it's the Barney and Betty Hill episode, um, like, President Eisenhower, he was a full-on, like, alien man. Like, he was so right. down for the aliens. So down. And, like, he was releasing all kinds of stuff about aliens. Okay. Do you think that the government is working with them or that they have some that they captured in a lab somewhere? So... Yeah, so what I was going to say, actually, was that Eisenhower claimed and said publicly that he was working with aliens. Okay. Um, okay. But then after that, like, I'm pretty sure Ronald Reagan came in and was like, don't, we can't talk about the aliens. Or maybe it was Nixon. It was either Reagan or okay. Nixon. I don't remember. But one of those two were like, no, sir, 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 we're not, we're not doing this alien business. And so then huh. President Eisenhower, like, shut the whole thing down. So I do think at least at one point they were in cahoots with the aliens but I don't know if they're working together now. Right. Okay. So, but that's I, just my personal opinion. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, the people in the town of Roswell, like, who actually live there, you know, they're pretty split, actually, on whether or not they believe it. Like, and pretty much, you they, they either very much so believe that it's aliens or they very much so don't. But, um, either way, they don't really care because... Roswell, New Mexico is, like, a very tourist location because everybody wants to see where this alien business went down. And everything there in that city is alien-themed. Like, when I say alien-themed, I mean everything. Like, restaurants, stores, everything got aliens. So, like, I really want to go, you know. Just yeah, cute. I, yeah, I feel like it would be cool to go. Um, I know a little bit. See... I'm about to say that I know some stuff about Roswell just because about this this show that I watch, but I feel like it's not. It's definitely not the same. Were you gonna um, say like the Roswell New Mexico show? Yes. Have you seen it? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's um a CW show, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I get my idea of Roswell from. Yeah, well, it is kind of like that. Okay. Though. Okay. Yeah, it is. It really. Yeah, because I think. The main, the main character, the main girl, she, like, her family has an alien restaurant. Yeah, an alien restaurant. Yeah, and they so, do have those there. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it's well, cool. yeah, it, I mean, it seems like a cool desert town. Exactly. You know, with some cowboys and... Uh, exactly. And so yeah. listen to this, Savannah. Um, every year, they have an annual UFO festival in <gasps> Roswell. And it, it's always the first week of July... Um, and that's actually the anniversary of the incident. And actually, last year in 2022, it was the 75th anniversary of the Roswell incident. Oh, my God. So We should have gone. Well, yeah, I didn't know. But that doesn't mean we can't go this July. Yeah. Wait, so it's like the weekend of the first? I think the whole festival goes on, like, for an entire week. Oh, so like, okay. Yeah. Like, we could just go some points of it. But, like, yeah. So I love that. I love that for them, you know. And they might have aliens, but at least they have fun with them. And like also, if we go out there, like what if we actually do see an alien? 
Because, like, if this is true, listen, I don't know. From the get-go, I was like, I don't believe that it was an alien. But the fact that they're just trying, the, like, military are trying so hard to cover it up, I'm like, well, okay, maybe it is. Yeah, I know, yeah. So. Or are they trying to cover up something else? Well, that's not, well, regardless, they're definitely covering up something. And I don't really care what it is. I don't really want to, I don't want to deal with none of it. Yeah. If they have to try that hard to cover something up, I really don't even know if I want to know. Yeah, that's true. Because ignorance is bliss sometimes, people. Listen, all I do know is I want to go to this festival. Me, Okay, me too. I want, no, no, not a want. It's a need that we go to this festival. And the fact that it's 4th of July week, like, that means days off of work. Exactly. Okay, perfect. Okay, already we're planning our trip, guys. Us just, yeah, us just making plans right now. Live. <laughs> I mean, what else? You know, what else do we do? Every, honestly, every episode is us making trips, plans to go yeah. trips. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. But yeah, that is the legend of the Roswell incident. That's so Honestly, awesome. a mystery in my opinion, not even a legend, because I no. don't know what happened. Uh-huh. Definitely. Truly. I don't know. I might think I have an answer, but then I just, just don't know. Not at all. Yeah. But yeah, definitely please go check out our Instagram. You're gonna have to see this the pictures this week, like no doubt about it. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And thanks for listening to literally one hundred over actually, over one hundred hours of us talking. Yeah. I love that for us. That's so crazy. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And you know, honestly, cheers to the next hundred. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be in about two years, we'll have yep. 200. Yep. We'll be that's here, That's crazy. Oh, my well, gosh. That's kind of all I have for you guys this week. What about you? Yeah, I think that wraps it up. All right. Well, I guess we will see you guys next week. Okay. Cue the music. <laughs>